0: The Giant Thinkers
1: Giant Thinkers Podcast.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Ram Castillo, and in this podcast, I'm bringing to you top experts from various industries worldwide to learn from their success and to help us become better designers, creatives, and giant thinkers. Hello, dear giants, Ram here. This is episode number 76. Today's guest has been an enormous inspiration to myself and many others. She's the founder and creative director of Kiki K, the award-winning global Swedish design and stationery business that offers stylish gifts, seasonal collections, stationery, of course, and functional organizing tools, all to inspire and empower people to live their best life. Currently, Kiki K has 102 stores. They are stocked in another 250 and sold online to over 147 countries worldwide. Needless to say, the growth of this brand is staggeringly impressive. What makes it so is how Kiki K all started. Our guest simply wrote on a piece of paper all her dreams at 3am one morning when she couldn't sleep. She was 22 years old. That was the seed. And in this episode, we uncover the entire origin story, which is a testament to the power of staying true to our own dreams. Speaking of, since she immigrated to Australia from Sweden a couple of decades ago, it's been her ambition to spread the power of dreaming big to the masses. So much so, she has set herself a target to inspire one million and one people to write down three specific dreams and to go chase after them. Some of the topics we spoke about include where she gets her inspiration to create the products that she releases, what factors have influenced her level of scale, her self-care practices, including her 5am holy hour, and what she's learnt from being coached one-to-one by Robin Sharma himself. So if you're someone who has big, bold ambitions, but doesn't know where to start Or perhaps there's a voice inside you nudging you that there's something lacking, then this episode will be right up your alley. A quick note before we begin, I'd like to invite you to connect with me on Instagram as I'm doubling down and putting extra effort into that to give as much value as possible. In particular, just getting a conversation going, answering every single DM and comment. So if you have a question or are feeling stuck and you think that I might help, I'm happy to give my two cents. I'm also committed to delivering some useful Instagram stories on the daily as well, so you can find me via my handle, the Giant Thinker, as it's the fastest way to reach me. Alrighty, let's begin. I present to you the endless dreamer and powerhouse doer, Christina Carlson. Christina Carlson, welcome to The Giant Thinker's podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
0: I'm I I'm actually pinching myself that uh, Christina's here, uh, in our humble little place, visiting uh, from Melbourne, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, to those listening, Kiki K, a uh, massive brand that uh, I've been following for years. So, um, we'll kick things off with an icebreaker question. Yes. What comes to mind for you when you hear the words guilty pleasure? Any guilty pleasures, Christina? Mm.
1: I like to take away the guilt okay. because I because I, I, um, I have felt a lot of guilt in my life in terms of, uh, you know, um, when you have family, you feel of guilt. Course. And of course some, sometimes you feel guilty if you spend too much work or time at work. So I like to take away, if I can start controlling this podcast, yeah.
0: <laughs> Do it.
1: by uh, just pleasure. So I think, um, so guilty pleasure, if we go back to that, I... I, what comes to mind uh, is one thing that I think is really important for everyone listening, uh, which is self-care. Mm. And um, for some, that is guilty pressure. That's why it came to mind, and it probably used to be mine. But it's definitely not something now um, that I feel guilty about. I feel self-care is the most important. And uh, I think if you look after yourself and do whatever is important to you, whatever that is, it could be, um, you know, spending time on your own or with friends or traveling or, you know, doing your passion, whatever whatever it is. Um, if you do that, then you are much more um, able to help other people.
0: It's interesting. I had a question here actually on you know, how you unwind mm-hmm. and give yourself self-care. Yeah um what's the the go-to thing that uh really rejuvenates you
1: yeah so i'm an, an introvert so uh, all the um, um recharging is often in uh, in a space where i'm on my own yeah. <clears throat> so um, i have um, a little ritual that i do when i can it's not a, a every day it has to happen but one thing that i do as much as i can is to get up early nice. so um how early yeah uh, well ideally at 5 a.m wow. b- but it depends a little bit on so it's not happening all the time i'm at the moment i'm in a um, uh, although this morning i did but you know it's been very um uh, full life lately, so I haven't done it as much and it's been a bit colder, it's it's, yeah, Yeah, actually I I listen to what is right. But ideally my my, uh, ritual at 5am starts at 5am and I do um, uh, some writing. For me, having things on paper, obviously being a paper girl, I, uh, I get all my thoughts out on three pages in the mornings. So uh, it's, um, I call it morning pages. And it's basically just whatever comes to mind, I just write it down. And I, I mix my two languages, Swedish, English, and I don't think about spelling. And sometimes I write about things that I'm just so excited and grateful for. Uh, but most of the time, it's something I'm grappling with. So it could be a challenge I have at work or a challenge I have with, you know, fitting everything in or 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 you know my next step in life or whatever it is i just write about it and then i uh, because being a swedish person I'm, I'm used to fireplaces so i often have a fire in the morning and then i just um uh, burn it and or i shred it oh or you I burn shred. the paper yeah. that you're in yep. yeah. so it's true really, Yeah, and the reason i like why, that yeah and the reason why i'm doing that it's not because i'm feeling great of the burning side it could be shredding could be just throwing away but but it's more just get rid of it. But it's a
0: physical manifestation, isn't it? Yeah, but also so powerful thing. Yeah,
1: it is a powerful thing and a lot of people talk about that, but it's actually not the reason for doing it. The reason Mm. for doing it is because if I know that, and I do a lot of normal journaling as well, so I after you don't that, burn all the pages. I don't burn all the pages. It's <laughs> the first three pages, and it's often about stuff that it, you know—it's it's a challenge or a problem or or something that I can't work out, like a problem that I'm trying to to think about and I haven't been able to work it out. Sometimes it's about the same thing for you know days or weeks. Okay. Um, but the reason for um, throwing it away or get rid of it is because if I know that I will be looking at that. You know in one year time or three times or you know next week doesn't really matter i i know that i will censor my writing because sometimes i write things that you just think if someone read that or if i reread it i think gosh get yourself together girl kind of thing <laughs> so i chosen to do this because i want to get everything out of of, of um of my body and my yeah, i just don't want to have things. Often, you know, when someone asks me about something, I say, hey, let me let me think about that. And for me, that's really, let me write about that. Let yeah. me really think about that in the morning. And then I, um, so that's my first little ritual in the morning. And that's how I recharge, get everything out of my body. And then I have, out of that often comes like ideas and thoughts and you know amazing things uh, because you get rid of stuff and sometimes you come up with a solution and then i write that in my normal journal which I call my life journal it's basically just a plain journal that we have a Kiki K that I call the life journal because it's my life and I write quotes and ideas and I often rewrite my dreams and my goals and all the things and then after that I do some podcast or e-learning or whatever i'm doing like in a course online or whatever and then i meditate so that's between five and six and then i do some kind of exercise between six and seven could be walking it's beautiful weather if i'm here in sydney it's definitely a walk i love walking in the morning here and then um, it could be yoga class could be um you know training or whatever and then by the time i'm home around seven i'm then ready for my family kids school whatever and then I seven a.m work. yeah so love it I, so I feel like no, that is a, my self care, yeah. and um, and um, uh, it's not for everyone, but it doesn't really matter. But it's having that hour. I call it my holy hour, and I just because it's so special to me and it's in the morning for me having young kids and there is no interruptions because no one is up at five it's your time yeah and that's why I do it but you can do it at any time so for anyone listening don't hang up on the 5 a.m it's more about just having an hour on yourself and and it doesn't have to be what I'm doing but it's what you love doing so could some people might be you know writing some might be reading I sometimes I I read as well not just podcasts so I love my one of my passion is learning and that regenerate um so much energy for me like I so many ideas comes when I read. Yeah. Um, so,
0: I mean, we can talk about this for ages. Yes. I, I am completely on board with that approach. Yeah. And there is so much research and other patterns from uh, quote unquote successful people, whatever success looks like to you. But there have been a lot of um, people on the podcast who've said the same yep. thing. Yeah. Um, and it is that you are intentionally taking charge of the day in filling yourself with. Uh, the things that are gonna light you up, you know. I think there's something that's going on at the moment in on the internet uh, where uh, it's an analogy of rotten fruit and you wouldn't eat rotten fruit because it'll make you sick but so many people and sometimes I'm a culprit of this too, we eat rotten things for our ears or our eyes yeah. or there's so much junk on the internet yeah. and that's making us sick yeah. and I love that analogy yeah. because what you're doing is you're making conscious choices to yeah. take charge in your sacred time yeah. uh, without being reactive to uh, what's going on out, out there, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so I love that. So, Christina, uh, let's dive into what I ask all my guests. Uh, where would you say your expertise lies?
1: I think my expertise... Uh, has evolved. Um, So, I started um, many years ago, you know, I started my own business. So, you know, entrepreneurship and then um, building a business and a retail business specifically. But I wouldn't say that that's my expertise. Definitely not. My expertise, I think, is to help others um, uh, come up with their dream life. So, I wrote a book last year called Your Dream Life Starts Here. And the reason for doing that is because I do similar um, to you. I tra- travel around the world and I speak, and um, I meet so many people who are not living their dream life. And when I say dream life, it sounds like a perfect life. It's not a perfect life, but it's really finding what you know gets you excited and and follow it. You know, making sure that your career and your life is aligned, and and um, and really uh, making sure that when you come to the end of your life that you have lived a life that is true to yourself so that's what i think my expertise is in terms of i think i am showcasing it because i started with have no idea no idea what i was going to do with my life and i i i didn't have any um, expertise in business or retail uh, or design or anything like that and i made it happen uh, of course not without failure and that's part of success um, so I feel that that if I can show people that I have done this um, without having no idea, you know, in a new country and a new, you know, second language, it, and I didn't have any money, so, and no education. So I feel like if I can show that you actually, because sometimes I think we as people put up excuses or reasons for not being able to do things because yeah. you think, well, I don't have a university education, or I don't have any money, or I don't have any, uh, you know, expertise in that area. So that I think is my expertise in terms of, um, of inspiring people to find what their dream life is.
0: Fantastic. Uh, this is tying in well with, uh, an area that I'd love to know more about the the childhood that mm. you had. Um, yeah. can you share to us a little bit about how you grew up?
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in a very, uh, so I grew up in Sweden in a, in, on a farm in a very safe, lovely environment, um, a, uh, a um, quiet, um, you know, lovely parents, three siblings, um, you know, had everything we needed. So that all sounds amazing. And <laughs> it was. The only thing that I felt was missing, which I think got me to where I am today. And for anyone listening, there is always a good thing. Um, Wherever you're lacking or don't have, because that will drive you towards something, something else. And um, I, we never travelled because we were on a farm, so there was work twenty-four-seven for my parents, and um, we never travelled. And so I just got so curious about the world, living outside of this farm, and i um I think I had the drive to um start working early, so I started very early you know selling uh, books to for christmas sales and then I worked in the hospitality and then i um made um enough money to travel the world and um and then eventually I just ended up here in the, in uh, in australia
0: and the farm was your family's business mm-hmm. were you selling anything no in so it was it was a dairy,
1: farm, a dairy farm um and also you know you know small potato farm etc but, but it was basically dairy farm and then my dad also had a contracting business where he had all the equipment that smaller farmers couldn't own so he was renting that out so
0: okay so then uh did you study after high school no. in sweden no. you'd flown to australia
1: no so I after school so I finished year 12 yeah uh, I did a year in, in between year 11 and 12 I did a year in the US and okay. my plan so was, from
0: Sweden to US yeah okay
1: so my plan was to uh, a lot of Swedes do this for for a um, you know learn English and get out to see the world of it and um, so I decided to be a nanny. and um, a lot of my friends were all scattered around the US and um, I was in there for three months in the family and then I was like, this is actually not for me. I'm a, I am want to see the world. I don't, you know, I see US. I didn't want to see just one city. And um, and I, um, I uh, was on a plane once and I don't know if they do this in the US anymore, but basically they overfill the flights and they always say, hey, who wants to go on the next one? And, you know, they go over 15 or 20 minutes, uh, depending on where you're going, but to those, you know, frequent destinations like New York and LA etc so I always said hey I'll, I'll, I'll wait and then because you wait you get another ticket so yeah. I learned that if you did it's that I could actually travel around the uh, US on my own uh, um, without spending any money so I just yeah. uh, visited all my friends who were all nannies stacking their own cities they like what are you doing how can you afford this first I always worked since I was like you know, I was 13, between 13 and 19, I was in the same restaurant, and I worked every okay. single weekend, every school holidays. Waitressing. Uh, yeah, and before that, I was um, working in a little supermarket and selling, you know, whatever I could sell. So I, I, I had enough money to do that anyway. But yeah. I came up um, with a with a this this amazing um hack that i could fly around Great the hack. us um around and i don't know if they do it anymore because now it's all about getting the fast yeah. fast plane home but uh, probably but not I, I and then i um i started to uh, work in different cities in the u.s you know i was you know i was working in a swedish ice cream shop and then i was like another nanny family i was kind of helping but i never committed to like more than a few weeks or a couple of months so i saw us with, through um Wow. Of doing that it was amazing and i i, I kind of really got the travel bag and then um i came home and i uh, finished uh year 12 and then i um i decided to uh i studied languages in school and i decided to go to germany and study a little bit deeper in german and then i wanted to work for a one of my passions was actually wine in the early days. I don't drink any alcohol now, but I, wine was one of my passions in the early days. So I worked for a winery as a tour guide. Um, and I also worked as a tour guide just during the school time, is taking people on buses to Europe. So I always worked a lot and traveled. And um, and then I spent a, um, a season in a ski resort in Austria. And that's where I met my partner, Australian partner. And that's how I got Aha. here.
0: So it's a very well. That was on my yeah. list of questions to ask. Yeah. Like, how did you find yourself living yeah, yeah. in Australia? Yeah. So that's so
1: that, yeah. And then I came here, and then I thought, if I am going to to stay in this amazing country, I will have to do something I'm excited about. And and you know, I I um I at the, at this stage I was probably uh, 22, and I um, I kind of the last four years or so I kind of lived. You know in a suitcase or or you know didn't really have a home so i was kind of feeling like this was my last year of just mm. living out of a suitcase and i wanted to either study or or really think about my career and or what i was going to do because i was hospitality and travel and stuff it was not really what i wanted to do work wise for a long time long as a long term career so i um i uh, worked um, in travel because that was one of my passions, but then I realized, you know, I love travelling myself. I don't like booking other people's <laughs> travel. And then I want to I... be the one travel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I um, I uh, uh, I was winching and complaining and it was kind of a lost, you know, and this is a good little message for anyone listening too, that I was like often in the in the lost moments and the challenging times is when you really had to dig deep and really think about what is important. So I was I was asking my partner like five times a day, what am I going to do with my life? And he was a little bit sick of hearing that. So one morning at 3am, um, I woke him up asking him what am I going to do with my life? And he was like, let's take some pen and paper. And he took, uh, turned the light on and said, um, grab a pen and write down what's important to you. So he encouraged me to put my first dreams on paper. and. Back then, I, I I call it my 3M list because it's done at 3M, but obviously it can be done anytime. I wrote down that I wanted to drive to work every day and loving it because I wasn't doing that at the time. So I really wanted to drive to work or commute to work and just be so excited. I wanted to have a business on my own, but I didn't know what that was going to be. I have no idea, and I had no experience in that. And then I wanted to. Um, have a connection with Sweden and my little brother was sick at the time so I had to go home a couple of times in emergency and I thought if that ever happens again I want to have the freedom to stay versus having to go back thinking about work so I thought that was really quite important and one of my passion, like yours is design so I wanted to have some kind of Swedish design into incorporated in my life and then last one was to make $500 a week and that was basically this is before kind of internet you know it was, um, started it's hard for anyone listening to believe that life did exist before internet yeah. but you know i was paying all mm. money on phone bills i was calling my friends and family uh you know a trip home once a year and then you know rent and some good food that was basically my 500 dollars a week but that was like a big, I felt like a big dream at the time well
0: what a rich life it is to even put down on paper I'd like the freedom to visit my family. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because a friend of mine, actually, I spoke to this with a friend yesterday that one of my friends at the time said to me, well, I just, I just realized that I can't go home more than once every two week, two years. Mm. And I thought that's the way, long, wrong way of looking at it. It's like, how can I afford to go home whenever I want? So that's what really um, I know in the beginning it was I was really happy with once a year but now I I, um, I have a home in Sweden and just the thought that I can go home at any time is is really and you know and you know it's funny because I'm about to go in a few weeks and I'm like oh I don't even actually feel like it so but just that because I have so much going on here but <laughs> but of course once I'm there I'll be loving it but um, but it's that thought of having that freedom and I think that's you know that freedom, is not just money, it's, uh, it's those things that is important to you. And often um, freedom for me is like having the time to do what I want to do.
0: That's exactly all the things that I was hoping to hear. Yeah, good, um, good. <laughs> because, again, we, we can unpack that uh, a little bit more, but I mean, just the sheer fact that, uh, A, you have had multiple jobs, mm-hmm. I think, um, a part of this podcast and a lot of podcasts too. Uh, demystifying and humanizing mm. experts in, um, in, in their field experts like yourself who have uh, not everyone can claim that they have 102 stores or more probably by the time this uh, goes out and sold in 250 stockers, um, 147 countries around the world. Um, that is a very rare claim and it's a uh, people aspire to you, Christina, mm. and to hear, that you have had waitressing jobs, uh, nanny jobs, ski jobs, travel uh, related booking flights or booking trips for people. Um, It's something that I'm very much aligned with because I mean, I I first started as a checkout operator at Woolies, 14, nine months is when you can legally work here. But I was doing garage sales in my school holiday two week breaks just gathering any junk and trying to sell it and I don't know what drove me to it but I did enjoy just the entrepreneurship side back then to making smoothies at a smoothie shop to working at Kmart to working at surf, dive and ski retail to being a bartender the whole thing Um, and it's important to unearth that so thank you for sharing that. Um, What was the first product that you launched so was it after you had written? the 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 3am yeah so when i looked at
1: that 3am list i Mm -hmm. i um i i uh, i looked at it a few different ways one thing was actually travel so i did decide after doing that 3am i did a stint of travel and um i um i realized that that was not for me and then uh, so sometimes for anyone listening and going back to what you just said before is that sometimes you just have to try a few things and i I actually, I didn't have, uh, when I did travel, I didn't have the uh, education you need to be able to actually book people's travel. You have to have a specific course and um, or a certification or whatever you call it. And um, I didn't really want to spend the money on that. And I also didn't really want to do it until I knew if I was doing it. So I actually asked one of the guys, I didn't know him. So I just knocked on his door and said, hey, can I work for free here? Until you think I'm worth anything and I'm happy to just do photocopying, you know back then it was photocopying faxes and you know Picking up coffees, whatever and um, and eventually I um, they paid for my um, course And then I became a travel consultant So so um, there's different ways of doing things in terms of when you sometimes want to do something But you actually don't really know how how to do it. There's it's not always a great way way. Yeah, Yeah. and I would do the same actually when I was um, probably around um, maybe 16 or 17 or something like that. I had this in my head that I want to become an optometrist Don't know, don't ask me why a lot of people ask why I said I,
0: glasses <laughs> coming soon
1: and, uh, But it was funny because I was just fascinated by that I guess I always wore glasses and it was anyway I um I and it's a really difficult uh, course to get into in Sweden. Yeah. I don't know how it is here But it was really so I had to really do some extra studying to be able to get in there if I wanted to wow. so I decided before doing that because you know I, you know I I did study, but it wasn't like school wasn't my you know um, I was more excited about working than actually study. I, I I studied so I could you know get the marks that I I'm needed, but I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't the top academic student. That is for sure. But I, uh, you know, I I, I, um, I knew that I could do it if I really wanted to. But I thought if I was going to get into these courts and I'm going to actually have to study really hard, I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. So I actually asked the local optometrist um, uh, on, um, on Thursdays. I finished really early from school. So I asked if I could work for free there every Thursday, uh, you know, from 12 or Fantastic. whatever. And I did that. And then um, I learned so much and really understood what an optometrist do and um, i realized that was not for me so sometimes it's really good to try some things and i think in this day and time it's much much easier because you can you know you can find out and you don't actually just have to work with places you can actually listen to podcasts and you can do courses online it's a very different environment today compared to um compared to back then but so I feel like it's even easier now to to um, get access to I mean you just you know podcasts like yours and and um, and books you know one of the things that I am I'm, I'm a big um, learner I love, like one of my absolutely highest values is learning and improving and so I'm reading constantly I always do courses online and I always go to seminars and I that is my passion and um there is so much that you can do now that without actually costing anything you know even if you you know spend i don't know twenty dollars on a book it's the best value you can possibly get someone spent a lifetime learning that and you can read in it you know in a couple of days
0: yeah i completely I agree I, I wrote a blog post not too long ago about uh, how to make the most of what you have yeah. and how you when living in australia you can just go to the national library
1: absolutely and it's
0: got every single book you can imagine yeah um but yeah then the just even blog posts. Ah,
1: absolutely. And, uh, and podcasts. Some of them and like podcasts. every, every morning I, I, uh i um i listen to at least you know on the pot on my way to work i listen to at least one podcast and i i get so like that gets me out actually running like good, um, yeah. i always like have a podcast that i only um, allow myself to listen to when i run so i get out and yeah. run because walking is my preference but i know that running is good for my brain so i and my body so i do that
0: <laughs> you've got free coaches basically yeah, on, on your ear on your it's earbuds. incredible so um the kiki k brand yeah. was it that
1: oh, sorry uh, i actually didn't answer your question before what was the first product yeah. <laughs>
0: i'm trying to weave it in there again <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i'll do that really quickly but it's right the three first of, product <laughs> three i was list. thinking
0: oh did she actually release glasses is that <laughs> no, where this no. is going
1: <laughs> no sorry three of List was the uh, catalyst was really a f- catalyst okay um and then when i looked at that so i did some trouble and that's what i was that's when we got sidetracked but the actual <laughs> product came about because i when I looked at my 3M list, I thought, if I'm going to have my own business one day, I really want to have a beautiful home office. Like I am a person who is very um, affected by the environment. So if I in am in a organized space. It's and I'm, Swedish blood in Yeah, it. absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and you know, being, you know, inspiring and, um, and um, you know, being organized and being productive was really important to me. So I thought, I'm going to go out and buy some products. And this is a long time ago. There's so much more in the market now but I just couldn't find anything. It was all price driven, badly designed in my, from my point yeah, of view. Right. And it was just like, so depressing. And I was like, oh, this is so boring. And then I got super excited and I rushed Light over to ball and I said, well, yeah. I'm, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to open beautiful Swedish design stores, specializing in stationery around the world in my favorite cities. We've been London, Paris, New York, obviously Sydney, it's part of that. And, um, that's how it came about. And then I started to design some products that I needed. So storage boxes, you know, the white box is very much a very uh, part of my life. I've put everything in boxes. Um, uh, but I did notebooks because handwriting is important to me. Um, you know, pens and cards is also really important to me. So I did, uh, you know, a small collection. That's small collection started, first. Yeah.
0: And did you design that yourself? Like were you literally on the tools?
1: Well, did I, you have
0: a, a so I'm helped. not a
1: graphic designer so I all mm-hmm. the cards and stuff was done by a friend um, and um, and the boxes and stuff I created with the manufacturers so so uh, yeah I, I cool. was but I, I'm not an educated designer as such so yeah. I'm not you know it's kind of one of the things that I actually thought this could be a good one for listeners as well was that I actually thought that maybe I should do a good graphic design course because it's really something I was passionate about and interested in. But um, I decided that it was actually good not to know that because Mm. then I could actually focus on the business versus being in creating the product. So I had a a graphic design team from day one really.
0: There's something to be said about designing the experience. Yeah. And a lot of what uh, I share to the Giant Thinkers community is that uh, understanding that no matter what design discipline that you've studied or not studied, there is a piece of design, there is a piece of a designer in everyone because the the nature of design is um, finding an intentional path to a desired outcome. Mm. And in a way, um, you know, you were exactly what you do now too, the creative direction, the um, the, you know, CEO hat, the managing uh, of all the moving parts. That's why I am so fascinated by massive corporations, including designers on their boards, mm-hmm. because it's the way the brain thinks to unpack and unravel um, human-centered problems at yeah. the end of the day, yeah. right? And yeah, I
1: think we all design it. We don't need that to necessarily
0: because... use the tools.
1: No. And it's important yeah. to highlight that yeah. because I,
0: yeah. I think, again, we're unpacking this, who is Christina? Carlson behind Kiki K um, because what people see out there is yeah. just your amazing stores, yeah. not the journey that was from an inception of, you know, like mad panic, almost going questioning my purpose. Yeah. But I think everyone has experienced that in some yeah. way and will oh. probably continue to. Yeah, absolutely. I think I had my panic because I just, I turned 33.
1: Uh, You're so young. In April, <laughs>
0: right? But I was having you know on my 31 32nd year year, um period Mm. of my version of that yeah am i am i i've done stuff yeah but am i doing the right thing and i
1: still have that like i still go you know i feel like and that's why i love about you know having kiki k because i feel like we can do anything you know Mm. we we are design. We're a purposeful brand. So our purpose at Kiki K is to, through beautiful Swedish design, is to empower and inspire people to live their best life. And we do that under four words, which is dreaming, doing, enjoying, and sharing. Mm. And the do and the dreaming is, um, you know, obviously I've written a book about dreaming because I think. The first step should always, and I think this is something good for your listeners, um, um, in my view, always be about dreaming. Because if you start with setting goals, you often look where you are today, and then you might stretch yourself a little bit. You know, you might want to go to the next career step, or you might, you know, want to get a little bit fitter, or whatever it is in your life. Um, but if you actually remove yourself and um, think about if I could have anything in my life like if i could create my dream life that is true to me and no one else not my teachers or my parents or peers what would that look like and you know what would you do if you couldn't fail what would you do if you had all the money the resources and the knowledge and you had all the energy to do anything you wanted to what would that look like so that is like the dreaming part of our purpose so you start there because then you might you might have a law degree and but if you actually remove yourself and think if i could do anything maybe you wouldn't look, work in law maybe you would create something uh, you know your own business or you know start a side project with you know your other passions whatever it is um so that's the dreaming part and then the doing part of course you can dream all your life doing is you know taking action setting goals based on your dreams and making sure you are um, doing something every single day that works towards your dream life and then the third word is enjoy and um, I believe that you know I love big dreams and I love big hairy goals <laughs> um, mm. and um, taking action and really you know making sure you're doing that but it's also about recharge and um, enjoying every day because um, um, life is short. So, so sometimes you have a big dream that might take you 10 years, but you do not want to forget to live every day. So enjoying for me is about, you know, recharging, you know, going for walks, you know, travel, spending time with the people, um, that I like spending time with and then, um, um, you know, reading and all those kind of things that it makes me enjoy life, but also energize me to be able to do the big stuff. And then the last word is share. And that's always been something that comes really naturally to me. Whatever, I, If I'm reading a book or if I see a quote or something, I'm like, who can I share that with? And mm. obviously, that's a lot of the stuff that I do in my private life in terms of reading and learning is then um, passed on to the Kiki K um, community. So that's the way that I share. But I believe that everyone can share. So it's really important. A lot of our products are, you know, are things where you can share. So you can share... You know, gratitude, or you you can share. I feel like we all are so unique, and we all have our own story. And there's always someone less fortunate than yourself, and there's always someone just behind you in terms of might just starting their life, um, in terms of working out what they want to do. So, what can you share to to help them? So that's our purpose. And um, pillars. Yeah. yeah, and I love love that. So I I am so uh, uh, grateful that we have a platform where. We can um, do anything really, and um, and all the products are around those four words and the purpose.
0: So we had dreaming, doing, Enjoying. enjoy, sharing. Yeah. Uh, what inspires you? Because I believe you started in two thousand and two. The 2000? first
1: store actually opened two thousand and one. Two thousand one. So it was probably a couple of years before that. So it's been a long time now.
0: Yes, and important uh, yep. for context.
1: Yeah.
0: How? do you get inspired to create um the products that you release
1: yeah so so really it is whatever i'm into at the time so so obviously we do some products there are like the basic products and notebooks and things that um that that we have done for a long time but it's updated in design etc so that, that they are their you know their the some of our core products but there we have a, a um collection called inspiration range and um um, that's where you know the dreaming book sits the gold books the mindfulness um um organizing all those kind of things that i'm really passionate about and it has come about like the the inspiration from that was basically um you know one year i got super interested in how you create better habits and how you remove some of your old bad ones and uh, so i was reading a lot about that and i was thinking surely i'm not the only one who who could do with some better habits and remove some of our old ones, and um, so I, I, um, I created a habit uh, journal to explain a little bit how it worked, and then also for encouraging people to really look at their habits. So it
0: starts there, doesn't it? It starts with uh, what do I want this tool to do for people? Yeah, and it's the
1: purpose behind it. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And then it becomes the. How does it look and feel? know yeah, and, yeah. and, and then we afterwards. put beautiful but
1: Swedish design because I think life is too short not to have beautiful yeah. design. So and also functional and um, and yeah, so my, and you know quality etc. So that's part of it, but the purpose behind the products is the most important.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of people asking me that. You have to ask like what what your inspiration is or where does it come from and and where do your ideas... Yeah, so a lot of ideas comes
1: when, you know, when when I'm learning myself. But then also, um, I'm a big nature person, so I love, you know, going for walks for hours and, you know, in quiet. And so a lot of my ideas comes from that because, you know, sometimes... It, you know my ideas never really come sitting in a meeting or a desk so it's basically getting out and I travel so much and I spend a lot of time on my own and I um I often a lot of ideas and when I travel um, you know last night I was here in Sydney and um, you know I could have been social but I was um, reading a book so so um, it is um, uh, you know you have to do whatever is right for you but a lot of my ideas comes from Reading and spending time in nature. Well,
0: there's something to be said as well, both reading in nature and the way that you have um, lived a life where you travel often and yes. exposed mm-hmm. to breaking the pattern. Yeah, it's not the same thing. No, and surely there's something in that. And I often encourage people as well: just go somewhere, don't walk the same route, don't, yeah. don't buy the same thing yeah. for lunch, yeah. <laughs> don't. Um, don't hang around the same people every single day week in week out like try to meet other people try to um try something new yeah and um even in nature like Mm -hmm. you know I visited the blue mountains again for the for for, uh, it was five or six years since I went back there and like I was mesmerized as if it was the first time that I went yeah um and just the 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 shapes and the nature and, and like, I mean, it looked like a sea of broccoli, you know? And it was just like, wow, like this is cool. This, this place, um, gives you the space to create and allow ideas to enter. Yeah. Um, which, uh, if you're, if, if you're similar to me, um, Christina there, you then almost let go of the crap that doesn't really matter. Yeah. And you Absolutely. kind of reprioritize yeah. Yeah. in your brain. So yeah. that's, um, I love that. Now, we know the extent of your stores what, uh, and, and how the growth um, is right now. What factors come to mind that have influenced that level of scale?
1: Yeah, so my dream in the early days was to be in my favorite stores around the world and also to have something Kiki K in every stylish life. That was kind of my, like, you know, that was a big Uh, dream to start with now it's not so much about the scale in terms of being every you know my still one of my dreams is still to open in New York City I wear I love New York t-shirts to my board meetings uh, or to our board meetings and uh, because I still want to have that so that's still a dream but for me now it's not so much about the locations and the growth in terms of how many stores we have we sell to 147 countries online, which blows my mind every That's time. Insane. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, how <laughs> did that happen? But my new dream, um, uh, which came about uh, as part of writing the book, um, was to or is to inspire 101 million people to write down three dreams and then go and chase them. And that is because I have met so many people who I know can live a much more life that is true to themselves versus the life that they're living now based on what they have told me, I feel like we should all live our dream life, whatever that is for us, and then because of that, the world will be a better place because if you do what you love and you do what's right for you and not for anyone else, you'll be more likely than to inspire other people and it's just a beautiful ripple effect. So, I, um, I uh, that is my dream now too. Inspire 101 million people um, around the world, and that's a lot of people. And uh, I don't really know how I'm going to make it happen, (laughs) but you know, being in places like this and and uh, you know, maybe to share my story and share that, I'm hoping that that will happen somehow. And um, and uh, I think um, that is what gets me really excited now.
0: Well, I think it's also important to note off air we were talking about something really special, which um, is uh, a woman. To... Yeah,
1: Dr. Tara Trent. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. So when I wrote my book, uh, it was all about you know dream, you know creating your dream life. And um, I, um, when I wrote the book, I kept young people in my life. You know, I have a few few friends that are, you know, their early twenties and you know mid twenties, and they just you know finished education or or. Traveled and they were trying to work out what they were doing. So I felt like that's where I can really help. You know, the, the, the new generation working out what they were going to do because I did a lot of that, and I feel like I have a lot to share. But I kept thinking about my book group. So I have this amazing book group here, and um, and we um, uh, actually now have people emailing me wanted to join the group. Uh, I but it's, know you had a book, book group? Yeah, a yeah. Well, it's group? just my own. It's for private. It has nothing to do with Kiki K, <laughs> and it's not an offen- uh, a uh, what do you call it? a You know, I was speaking Swedish there. Um, it's not a public one, so it's just really I, I decided, and this is you touched something on that before that I actually wanted to add to is like it's so important who you spend your time with, and you know you uh, you know that you are who you know the, the, five, the five five people you people spend, you spend time with, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of scary. Yeah, uh, when you think about that. So I I read so much, and I lost some of my friends. Just think I'm a nutcase, of course, because I'm reading about the same subject. She's like, how many times can you? You read a self-help book, and uh, but but I love it so much, and I, you know, and I um, I always did want to discuss it, but not all of my friends wanted to, and I decided to then do a book group that we we read only self-development or business books, and um, so it's really about you know improving, and I decided just to choose the people I want to have there, so. It's, you know, I met Alyssa Camplin, who's a, who is an um, Olympian, a gold medalist, and I met her, uh, actually my son met her on a plane, and then I met her on a function, and <laughs> she and I were just really similar in the way we, what we like. So she's in the group. Um, Dr. Libby I met on Necker Island. Uh, she lives in Queensland, and then I have like Marianne from T2, and I have this uh, group of amazing women in my book group, and we meet monthly. And I kept thinking about those women, thinking they are all very successful. You know, Marianne had salty too, and you know, I, you know, what kind of dreams would she have? And I was always thinking that, you know, she had it all sorted, of course. Um, but dreaming is not an age thing. It's like I kept in mind, thinking, you know, it's twenty twenty five. So I did mm-hmm. a, uh, one of the exercises in my book is one hundred one dreams, where you actually just think about, you know, what are your one hundred one dreams? So I did this exercise with my book group, and um, they were all, of course. Um, had loads of dreams uh, so which I kind of knew but it was kind of I kept thinking about this so that really inspired one of my girlfriend who lives here um so we have a, a couple of people flying down to Melbourne for wow. the book group and you know one from Queensland and <laughs> and um it's an amazing group. and um, amazing. <laughs> yes. And then, um, so so one of my girlfriends here, Anna Karen, she called me and she said, you had to listen to this podcast. And um, I came across this woman uh, called Dr. Terai Trent. And she is, to make a very long story short, and it's in my book, it's also on my podcast, um, her story, if anyone wants to really um, understand a bit more. But she, um, she is Oprah Winfrey's all-time favorite guest. She was, um she was brought up in um zimbabwe in a unfortunate culture where where she was married away for a cow at 11. she had like five kids before 18 abused every day and no education so an american woman came to her village asking what is your dreams and she was like i can't even think about a dream because for me it's about everyday survival Mm. but this woman persisted so she in the end wrote down that she wanted to have a phd in america that was her dream and, you know, but stepping stones today is obviously first to get a, you know, primary education and then a high school education. And wow. then, and she made it all happen. It took 20 years. It's a long story. Um, but she made it all happen. And then Oprah heard about her and um, she got on the show. And um, Oprah gave her $1.5 million because her last dream was to then being able to give back to the community and help other women to stop that. um that culture of you know being married away and no education wow. so so um she has in the help of oprah winfrey uh, opened 11 schools and uh when i heard this story uh, on this podcast I, everything came to i was right in the middle of um um writing my book and um we were also at kiki k talking about what charities we do a lot of different things for charities but i felt like i don't want to just give money i want to do something that is a bit more meaningful and really fits our purpose and schools really does because we can give them stationery and I also feel like I, I can help in terms of the entrepreneurs entrepreneurship side and I um, I contacted her and I said to her I really want to help support your schools and she thought of course you know she has a lot of people emailing her helping but I said one of my dreams now is to um, sell a million copies on my book which is I couldn't even say it loud um, because I never written a book and sell a million copies is very difficult (laughs) as you know and then i um so i'm giving a us dollar per book sold um and um one
0: us dollar per book book. yeah
1: so i want to sell a million sell a million copies so i can give her a million get her a million yeah so we sold sixty thousand so far we launched last year so um um so even though that's you know a lot of people say i should be really happy with that it's far away from the million so i'm gonna keep working on that and really um really um uh, Fulfill that dream, and um, we're just doing collaboration with her now, actually, um, and uh, giving a, a percentage of a collection that where we have incorporated. She has like she she put her dreams uh, in a tin and uh, buried it in the ground. And that's what they do in Zimbabwe when it's um, part of their culture, and um, um, and um, we've done a little tin that you can write your dreams so you can do it yourself. So we've done a lot of great things that. Gonna, to school. I'm just about to go as well, which is exciting. I've never been to Zimbabwe, so that's yeah, so exciting.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I thank you for retelling that because obviously you told me that uh, yep. just before we started, and uh, I was like in my m- mind thinking you have to yeah, tell that story yeah. because it's an important one to tell. Yeah. Uh, I'll link everyone up on the yep. on the blog post about it. Um, now, you're a proud mother of two children. Yes. Um, how do you juggle the international business that you have with family life and all the demands that come with both
1: yes <laughs> not an easy one yeah. um, you know I think um, you know my life is far from perfect but I think I think we have managed managed it quite well um, the, the kids are little entrepreneurs themselves so they're eight and 11. I've been taking axles, he's 11, uh, since he was probably four or five on business trips. So and cool. um, <laughs> And so he is so um, travel-wise and very mature. And I, I don't just take him and he has an iPad and he sits in a corner I'll make him work so into in a in a nice way yeah. <laughs> uh, so I he's, he's my little PA so he would um and he's also he's a very he's a he's a child that you can take so he yeah he would be sitting in a media like if you were interviewing me here and he would be sitting there as a five-year-old he'd be like mom you forgot to say that so he was very involved in everything and, so a, and he's, a child. he's a producer yeah absolutely and sometimes i said to media you don't say everything Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so he learned that so i was like mm, maybe not maybe not about that one <laughs> so sometimes some things are private yeah but anyway it was funny uh, uh because he has obviously he he uh, understands um you know that it takes hard work to create a business, so he's seen that since he's grown and, up.
0: And how amazing to come along with you just I, to see it without yeah. you having to tell him that Absolutely. works hard. Yeah, yeah. But he
1: sees it because obviously we talk work, and you know, I work. Also, Paul is um, my business partner, mm. and he was the CEO until maybe five years ago. So he's really. Um, both kids have really seen that. Yep. You know, it's not easy. So You try to get exactly. them
0: involved. You don't Absolutely. try to. You don't segment. And separate no. work life, family life. It's in it's work life integration, right? It
1: is, it is. And also um, with, for example, when we're taking him on trips, in you know, he will be responsible for. Now it's Uber, but it used to be taxis before we, Uber came along. And um, and I used to, because I, I'm in London all the time or in the US, and I don't really know how far my meetings is. So he's he will go down to concierge. This is before Uber. Now you can find mm-hmm. it out at Google Maps and all that. But he was like, he would go down to concierge and, you know, saying we need to go to meetings here, here, which, which I love way. It. Yeah. So he was, so he was problem solving and, um, and then he'd be, you know, I'm a coffee snob. So he would go um, and get me a coffee in the morning and, um, he would do all the room service yeah. ordering. And you know, it's funny but because that's we, work
0: experience right now. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's funny cause, um, cause we, I can we came to Chicago, like, you know, it was a delayed flight. So we're in one am in the morning or something tired and, and, um, and we were in this, amazing hotel but it was so technical that everything was through the ipad and i was like i said can you just work out how to turn the light off (laughs) and he said Mum, lucky i'm with you (laughs) so he's been amazing and obviously tiffany um she's a bit younger and um has a different um She's a bit more like me, doesn't always want to do what she's told. <laughs> so um, so she has trouble as much as Axel because Axel was more um, um, a child that would do whatever I say, but maybe not now, but um, uh, while well, Tiffany would more challenge me, which is perfect because that's what she needs. You know, it's good a trait to have, but um, it's been amazing. And also, we we talk about you know we you know a lot of people would say you know we made it an you know, overnight success. But you know we you know retail is super challenging at the moment, and <clears> I feel like we're there's more challenges than ever right now. But it's also the most exciting time to transform and change, and and so they're very much part of that. And you know my my little Axel, he will tell me be more you know more social on um, social channels. Like you need to be more so- active and he he has his own YouTube channel and he's very... Oh, uh, does he? Yeah.
0: That's brilliant. We should link that up too. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. Um,
0: On this, I had a question around this in a way um, with all the overwhelming content and ideas out there Mm -hmm. online, uh, especially social media. How do you foster original thought, creativity and dreaming big in your kids? You know, there's... It's so easy for them to just run, run wild on the internet.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's it's such a, it's, I don't really know if I have the answer to that because it's, um, there is, there is different views and there are different ways of doing it, but I feel like the way that, the way that we have decided to do it, and I don't say that's right, but I felt like Axel was so interested in, um, Tiffany not so much in terms of, uh, she, in terms of, you know, being out there social access started super early because he's interested in photography and film so that's a natural thing for him he gravitated towards it yeah and um and some people would say it was you know for him he had a you know um instagram a few different accounts very early oh my god yeah but (laughs) i've so my view on that but uh um I'm not saying it's the right view, but was that it's a new way of being creative. Mm-hmm. So, so I, you know, even, though, you know, I was sitting with paper and pens and, you know, glues and scissors, you know, he's creative, but in the film and the, in the, you know, photography world, but digital. So it's just a different medium. The uh, so
0: thing is, I, I don't have any, like, I completely agree. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, me being on the tools yeah. a lot myself, mediums like this, it's.
1: It's a new way. It's
0: even you could even say starting uh, I mean starting a business is creative too yeah but but there's so many ways to be creative now
1: absolutely and it's
0: just that the tools we have right now can reach more people absolutely and um it's funny because if you were to go for a social media manager role or a social media job yeah um you would need to actually know how to manage multiple accounts yeah and you know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who have built massive brands on having up to 20 different Instagram accounts yeah. it's a strategy yeah it's also there's yeah. a lot of thought in it yeah it's absolutely not just yeah like, no
1: and he's teaching me yeah. and, and you know and I was actually I was very I always been on Instagram since Instagram was launched but I didn't actually want to answer any questions because I was I felt in the beginning I would to be very separate even though I was the face of Kiki K but at home I didn't actually want to share so I was always private account and, kind of, and all my girlfriend said you you should share that. And I'm like, yeah, but I actually don't want to because I wanted to have that separate. Yeah. But then last year, I actually started an account to because now I feel like I should share and I have so much to share. But I, want, I wanted to kind of have it separate. Um, yeah. But now I'm, I'm fine with and it. And you but, can, you can yeah. do that
0: too. And it's one of those things where um, when people talk about privacy, it's like, well, um, you choose what you share exactly, and what yeah. you don't share. Yeah. So exactly, yeah. if it's private, yeah. then maybe just don't post it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and then the thing is with the, with the kids and that's why, you know, some of my friends said, well, it's too early for Axel to have an account. And I said, well, it's a creative way for him. And in mm. the beginning, we were very, you know, he's a public account now because he actually he's, he, we did a masterclass and one um, last year and one of his things was to get a thousand followers that night or something. So he shared it. It was so funny. Amazing. Um, but he, um, his big dream is to, you know, Um, live on that you know YouTube and Instagram and um, it was so funny because um, he um, it's just he some of my friends would say that is that's wrong but I said now (laughs) I I can help him you know in the beginning he was not allowed to post anything until we checked it yeah okay. so we kind of helped him and because he's you know there's sense jealous friends and yeah. there is you know how do you deal with those comments so we always talk through that yeah, so great. so um so and I feel like that's easier to do when they're young because they listen to you when they're, you know, a lot of, lot of kids might go from being so protected and all of a sudden have their own and you're not even friends on their Facebook or Instagram and you actually don't see what's going on. Well, I have, I have his account on my phone so yeah. I can see every comment that comes in. So, and he will always say, hey, there's a really weird comment here. How do I deal with that? Yeah. So it's very, been very much part of his life. And I, that's so so that's how we've chosen it. But I'm not saying that is the yeah. right way. Um, but that's worked really well for us. And, um, Super important. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a juggle. This j- to answer your question with them, um, with um, with um, the work-life balance with family. But it, for us, it's been about taking them with us on trips and being very much part of it and yeah. kind of grow up. You know, they they have their own vision boards, they have That's their amazing. own dreams. And and um, it's funny. Tiffany said to me the other day. Um, she said, "You know, Mum, uh, big dreams don't always come true." Mm. And I said, "Really? What do you mean?" And she said. Um, well, I know my dream is not going to come true. And I said, well, okay. what is it? And I said, <clears throat> because obviously I'm telling the world to dream, so I, I'm like, hmm, tell me, why? Yep. And she said, well, I want a baby sister, and I know that's never going to happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well,
1: mm-hmm. I said, well, sometimes you have to look at the dream and see what it is that you want. I said, it might not mean that it would be a sister, but it might just want to have a baby in your life, so who do we know who has a baby that we can borrow?
0: Love so, it. you
1: know, there's a different way of looking at dreams. So
0: that's interesting then, because... You know, one of the things I had in here was a line that you say all the time, which is nothing happens unless we first dream. Yep. Unless first we dream, rather. And I think a lot of people are not in a shortage of dreams. No. Hopes are associated to that, what they wish, Mm -hmm. you know. And I'm glad that early on we distinguished the difference between goals and dreams, goals having uh, associated with a, a bit more limitations, whereas dreams have much more of an abundance mentality to it. Fantastic. But people like your daughter, how do how do you sort of uh, navigate that thought when it comes to, yeah, but it's a bit... I mean, there, there are absurd dreams out there where it's, you know, I think one of the guys I follow, Gary Vaynerchuk says, said it, where he was like, you know, he's not six foot seven um, built for, for an NBA, mm-hmm. you know, basketball career, yeah. but he's an entrepreneur. He, yeah. That's the thing that was innate in him. Yeah, um, There are some people that are just born with things that allow them, their dreams to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say to the people that do dream but yet (laughs) is there a, what's the sort of criteria that goes, okay, of all these dreams, this is really the thing that I should pursue?
1: Well, I, it's, it's, there's no, there's no right or wrong way of dreaming. I just want to clarify that because there are, um, there are different ways of looking at it. Like some people would say, well, I will never be able to do that. And that might be true because they, they don't have the passion for it. So I think mm. the dreams that will come true are the ones that you really want to make happen. You know, you look at someone who, you know, was it, um, you know, all the sports style that you hear about that, you know, the you know, I, I don't really know all the names of the soccer players, but, you know, the ones that, you know, will get up at 5 a.m. and, you know, put bricks on their legs so they got stronger yeah. and, and you know, were told that they were too, you know, too skinny or too right. you know, they are the one because they were so passionate about that dream, they made it happen anyway. But you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, a you know, very short kid can, you know, be the basketball star maybe. But if they really had the passion and really tried it, at least they would work that out. Yeah. And maybe sometimes, as I said about Tiffany's having a baby, might not be you know, it might not be that they want to be the star, but they might want to work with that industry in basketball, for example, or whatever it is. So, That's true. but I think for me, it's more about really um, putting all your dreams down on paper and then choosing a few. So for example, one of my dreams is to, um, to build my dream home, like to design it and build it, you know, my, my perfect dream home. I can't. I don't have the money for that right now. That' I, what I want. It's an expensive home because I want to put everything that I want in it, and I want to have an ocean view. So it's all very um, expensive. But it doesn't mean that I. So I know it's not possible now. But it means that I. I am, you know, every time I see something architecturally that I love or design-wise or or I see a beautiful home, I just put that in a folder and it's my dream home. Yeah. And doesn't mean that I, you know, I'm not going to make that happen this year and it's not really my priority either, but I can still dream about it. So so it depends a little bit on what the dreams are, but they're, you know, all the things that you see, you know, anyone from, you know, um, um, the brothers started, um, you know, did the first flight and, you know, all those things seemed mm. absolutely impossible. Yeah. And, every, you know, like who thought, you know, that, you know, I remember actually, and you're too young for this, but I remember when someone said, one day we're all going to have our own phone. And I was picturing this big, <laughs> massive phone that we have at home in my tiny little, my mom's little tiny handbag. And I was thinking that's not going to be possible because I couldn't even think about yeah. it. So, so sometimes... It seems impossible, but of course um, there are those people who make things happen. You, you look at you know um, 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 you know what Branson is doing with um, you know going to space, and you know yeah. Ellen with his um, his amazing projects. And there's just so many um, amazing people out there doing it. But but you just have to really be passionate about it and really uh, wanting it. And and sometimes it's not about the big dreams. It's about what is passion. What is for you? Maybe it's about you know, you know, taking care of the environment or the animals, or or maybe it's about working less. You know, some people um, just want to have time for their family. Or you know, one of my friends, he just took a year off. Um, being you know, worked in really high corporate stressful jobs and took a year with his girls. So, so um, it's not always about the impossible. It's also mm. something that we can do, but it means that we have to kind of. Maybe step down a little bit, or step sideways, or take some time. One of my my one of my dreams is actually to take a year off when I turn fifty.
0: Oh, fantastic! Yeah,
1: and I don't know what I'm going to do, and I. <laughs> I but I really want to have a year where I just like doesn't no matter what I do. Yeah, yeah. Love I don't it. know how, how I'm going to have. It's not really right now. I have a few years, but <laughs> um, but it's um, it's an exciting dream, and you know, dreaming. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it happen. Maybe I will still be on the board, or but. I'm dreaming about it now. And that's the exciting because in dreams, you can do anything.
0: Completely agree. We have a few more questions for you before we uh, wrap up. Uh, One thing I did want to really dive into was um, Kiki K being such a great place to work. Mm -hmm. Um, You have been recognized um, as BRW Best Places to Work in Australia. 2012, 13 and 14. BRW Best Places to Work in Asia 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the internal initiatives that are non-negotiables which contribute to a work culture uh, that have employees motivated, excited and happy to come to work with meaning?
1: Mm. First, I just want to say we are not a perfect place to work in terms of when I say perfect, there is no such a thing as perfect. Yeah. I i there is so much i feel like that is a big dream of mine to become much much better at that um i think having a purposeful or purpose-built brand in terms of there is a purpose behind what we do i think that really attracts a lot of people coming to us i i think we do some things you know in terms of the retail world um you know we are selling something that is helping people so i think for people on the floor in our stores um, they have people who come in with all sorts of different um, challenges in life it could be that they're lost in what they want to do but it could also go that they just find out they had an illness or a, or a disease or, or or someone just passed away and uh, a lot of the tools that we have in terms of helping people to be mindful setting goals being grateful um, we do workshops as well, uh, so if people are a bit lost in terms of, um, you know, wanted to set some goals and have some help, we do the dream, uh, three series dream um, uh, workshop as well. And um, and it becomes a community that is really supportive. So it's not a person, it's not a help where if you're depressed and you need some really serious help, it's not the right place. But if you have something that is that you want to work on or, or help with, we create those tools. So I think being a person working on the floor, it's incredibly rewarding. Yeah. It's not just selling things for the sake of selling. So sure. I think that is, and then we do some little thing. I actually just did a talk in Dubai about our culture and um, and I was um, looking at what we do and I was um, asking actually our people, you know, what is it that, that makes our um, culture different? And you know, there's a few small things that we do. For example, we give two, three days a year, paid days where people, are encouraged to take my book uh, and do some dreaming. So, mm. and then come back and see if we can somehow help them. Um, um, to um, to achieve those dreams, um, we um, we uh, you know coming from Sweden where I am uh, brought up with kind of equality and um, we in Sweden it's very good in terms of if you having a baby you get paid uh, for twelve months and we can't afford that because that's wow. in Sweden it's uh, actually months. paid by the government. Um, can actually be up to 18 months depending on how you structure it. But um, uh, so we can't do that, but we have been trying to think, you know, what can we do um, in our business that can help? Because when you have a newborn, you you know, there's a lot of challenges with that in terms of, you know, time and uh, all those kind of things. But one thing that I thought we could help is like giving organic nappies for mm-hmm. three months, you yeah. know, to help financially and, you know, that's just sent. So it's kind of those little small things I think that what, ma- what makes our um, culture unique
0: and uh, one of the things on the benefits list on your website actually yep. which I love the last on the list which yep. I think is one of the most important a forum to communicate openly and be heard by our leadership team yeah how does that forum look like
1: well um again I don't think it's perfect yep. um and but I mean th-
0: to even have a, a try to yeah create a forum yeah. and in well um, we, you know.
1: we 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 me and Paul actually with a very small team in the early days, we sat down and said, how do we want to behave in this business? Yeah, cool. And for us, so we call that team code now, but one of the things that we, we was really important to us was to um, being straight and honest yeah. in terms of if I didn't agree with something, it was fine to say that without yeah. feeling judged or you know being um you know punished for it so so that's part of our team code is to right. have open clear and honest communication so so when we do have some problems and of course we do as well and we have had lots of problems throughout you know we're definitely not a perfect place to work but we're trying our best but if you have those kind of behavior guidelines and you know being straight honest and and um and clear you can you can clear out a lot of things by just having those kind of guidelines there mm. so that people need to sign up for those when they when they come Fantastic. to make sure that this is but again it's not perfect but we 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 talk a lot about um we have a ten thirty meeting um on tuesdays where the whole office gather together and we just give some updates and people tell Certain things that's happening in the business, and um, we often talk about, you know, if people are feeling stressed, and you know, it's 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 a it's a challenging environment too. So people have to work harder in terms of there's, you know, there's less capacity, there's less people do it and you need to do more things. So yeah. so this it's stressful for people, and um, and um, we often talk about, you know, if you feel stressed, you know, what, what are the steps? So you know, going to speak to your manager. But if you can't do that. You know you go you know you you, there is a whole list on how we have an internal um, give
0: them a path exactly
1: and we also have something which i think is really a good one um we have a a a a, what we call the white box because um, the kiki k white box is where you can um anonymously i can never say that word you got it put any <laughs> any um so we don't know who it's coming from Note. and you can write it in yep. it's an electronic one on our internal uh ah. website mm-hmm. and it will go to the lead uh, not to the leadership to exec team and whatever that is related to they will deal with that so it be, if it's retail obviously be done with the retail person if it's hr it will be hr and sometimes it's you know design or whatever it is and um and um So I, but again, I do not want to come across that we are a perfect business because we are not, Um, but um, we are trying and I think um, that's one of the uh, amazing things to have your own business, that you actually can um, create an amazing culture and um, we don't always get it right and um, we, I feel like we're just kind of getting started and that's, even though we have had certain things for a long time, I think now it's time to change again, so...
0: Very, very cool. I appreciate the, uh, the honesty and yeah. the transparency. Yeah. Um, I'm conscious of time, so we're yeah. going to wind down now. <laughs> a question I asked all my guests, Christina, if you could travel back in time for 30 seconds, speak to your younger self, the youngster finishing high school, uh, what would you tell her? Dream big. Boom. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Who has been an impactful giant thinker in your life? Uh, a person perhaps that has inspired you to mm. think bigger and dig deeper in helping you reach your full potential?
1: I think definitely Paul, my partner, because he was someone who encouraged me to um, write down my first dreams on paper. So definitely him. But some other people, like one one of my, um, uh, I did personal coaching with Robin Sharma. And ah, okay. um, he has a great impact on my life because there's a lot of things that he does that I really agree with. He has a, a quote, and I'm, I'm probably misquoting him, um, Sorry if you listen to this, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> but he's saying, you know, don't live the same year based on 75 years and call it a life. Like basically mm-hmm. the one thing that I got, one of many things that I got out of being coached by him, but you don't have to be coached by him because he has books and courses and, such and seminars that you can go to uh, to learn from him. But one of the things that I really, um, really loved, love about him is that I try not to live the same life every year. So I always try to add something. You know, you know. Uh, last two years ago, I decided to have a year no alcohol. I try to, you know, be the fittest, uh, that I, every birthday to be the fittest. And, you know, I always try to do something different each year, do a different course, or go to a different country, or meet a new person, or whatever it is. Um, I love um, um, how he has inspired me to think that way, so he's the one as well, but definitely Paul because there's no way I'll be sitting here talking about everything that I have done without Paul inspiring me to dream in the so first place.
0: Paul, your partner.
1: Yeah.
0: and Robin, Robin Sharma. Robin Sharma. Yeah. All right. We'll definitely check him out. Yeah. What are you up to next, Christina, uh, for the rest of the year and beyond?
1: Well, um, I'm going to go to Zimbabwe uh, soon. Uh, yeah. So we have given uh, $250,000 worth of Uh, stationary products to terrorized schools that we just sent and I'm going to be there when they open it because I really want to see how we are impacting uh, and you know capture that on film to show the team what we have done as I'm going to do that I still have to sell so 940,000 books so I'm going to have to work out how to do that and um, you know 101 million you know to inspire 101 million people to write down three dreams Mm. I feel like I have a few things to um, to do
0: Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and how can listeners get in touch with you online? Because I'm sure after this interview, they will definitely want to reach yeah, out to you. So yeah, so if, they
1: if they're interested in my products, obviously, uh, or my products, our products, I should say, uh, so kiki-k.com uh, is where you can uh, see what we have. But also me uh, personally, um, so we have a Kiki K Instagram so it's just Kiki K um, but my personal one is Christina Kiki K yeah. um, and um, I share uh, what I'm learning and um, the trouble that I do and um, things like this so that will be on there as well
0: yes I encourage everyone to follow Christina uh, as that's how we connected and uh, so grateful that you do spend the time to uh, to respond when you can I'm sure you're getting undated, um with everything but uh, Christina thank you so much
1: Pleasure. All Thank you so much for having me. It was really enjoyable hour.
0: Thank you. Thank you. You're a gift. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to this episode, Giants. I really hope Christina has given you some firepower and inspiration to go after everything you want in this life. Now, if you think this would benefit a friend or a loved one, I'd really love for you to share this episode with them. Since 2015, this is what drives my personal mission for the podcast. I try to interview the world's best experts for all of us to learn from. As many of you know, I'm a massive advocate for designing better designers. The more designers we have, the more problem solvers we have too. So you can forward giantthinkers.com to anyone and it'll take them right to it. Also, the Giant Thinkers podcast is available on Spotify too. So if that's more convenient for you to listen to, every episode appears on Spotify as well. Now a quick teaser for our next guest, it will be yours truly. I've only done a solo Q&A episode once before, last year actually, to close off 2018. Rather than do one to close off this year, 2019, this time I'll do a Q&A to kick off the new year for January 2020. So please share your questions with me as a DM via my Instagram. My handle is The Giant Thinker or feel free to just say hello. Instagram messages are the best way to reach me. Lastly, I'll leave you with a quote that I love from Christina who said, "Nothing happens in life unless we first dream."